0: Welcome back. Podcast episode 23. 23. Oh, Michael Jordan. That's you know, all that comes to mind when I hear 23. This one might be, I don't know, maybe this one will get longer, but um, I don't know that it has to be super long, and I don't know that we, one of our things when we've done these podcasts is we're not trying to, um, I. well, I guess we are trying to. I think um, a lot of our content stuff goes gets long. Um, you know, we we do seminars; that are an hour plus. We do um, DVDs. They they used to be an hour when we redid them. They turned into four hours. I mean, they're just they're lengthy, and so that's okay because I do think there's a ton of information, but I think it can be overwhelming. So our hope with podcasts are they're opportunities where we can kind of do just shorter stuff, thought random thought stuff. Uh, we've built them off of um, questions that we've received. We're actually going to be doing some pretty interesting projects coming up. Um, a little early to announce them right now, but um, got some really cool things that we're working on um, that I think are all valuable ways of, of sharing information. But uh, I've gotten into a habit recently, and part of this is I write for the Badger Sportsman. We do an article for them. Um, they're a bi- bi-monthly um, magazine. Uh, we We work with groups like Gun dog and North American Whitetail and some of these different media outlets. Um and so and as we continue to grow some of that stuff, um, I've gotten into a habit of using my phone under notes. I've just got a just kind of random thoughts, um, random stuff that comes up. Sometimes it comes up during my training, sometimes it comes up while I'm driving in my truck, whatever it is. Um and I wish I had done this a long time ago because I, I always have weird random thoughts that come up and then I think I'll remember it. Um, I want to write an article about it or I'll remember it. I'm going to do um, a video about it with such and such a dog and then I forget them. So I've gotten into this habit of trying to just jot notes down. And one of them I did this weekend um, was uh, the note reads, subtle changes make a big difference. And then my note behind that was the bumper. And so I... That's what we're going to talk about, and in, in, I just literally got a message at 8.15. It's 8.34 right now. I, I get a lot of messages, questions, Facebook, Instagram stuff. Just got one um, on Facebook. I'm going to read it to you. It says, your heel, your heel work video reminded me. Um, heel work video that he's referring to is... that's. Posted. It was posted six days ago. We posted it six days ago on YouTube and Facebook. On YouTube and Facebook. So YouTube has a lot of stuff. It's got our heel work video. It also has. um, It's called heel work, stopping dog from pulling, and that's what we titled it. It was a. It was a clip that we filmed at our last workshop. Um, Kyle Middleton, Kyle and Cassie Middleton were a couple from down in Southern Wisconsin. Were there with their dog Prime, and we. Prime came, um, really nice dog, but he had a tendency to pull. Um, he had a tendency to be out in front, um, which you just can't have because you lose control. Um, and especially if you're going to, our goal is ultimately we want to work the dog's off lead completely. We don't want him on a leash that gets in the way. So um, this guy made a comment and said, your heel work video, which is what we think he's talking about, Uh, reminded me about my five-year-old lab and it clicked with the constant tension on the lead that I have had. So this video shows there was just constant pressure and correction. Lots of tap, 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 tap. I'm not big on tap, 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 tap when it doesn't do a damn thing for you. I want a one-time correction to get a result and then have zero correction and then until it's necessary. So um, I'm a zero or a 10. I always say 10 gets a change. 10 varies. Like 10 could be this today and, and a lot less pressure tomorrow, but ten gets the change. Zero is where I want everything else to be. No pressure whatsoever. So anyway, it says a question though I have is how does it work when the environment is uncontrollable? I.e. distractions, dogs, people's cars, etc. So my note was subtle changes make a big difference. My note had to do with a bumper. So I was out with Cody uh, we just recorded a podcast kind of giving a, a, a summation of what we're doing with Cody Go Back, a new series that we're doing on YouTube, um, handling a dog teaching, dog, teaching Cody in particular how we're going to handle her back, rights and lefts. So one of the things I did this weekend, didn't film it um, because it really wasn't, we weren't working on back. Uh, but I worked, I was working around extending lines and I was actually working on sending her out of a little dog hut that we have a little, little waterfall hut thing that we, that she's going to hunt out of. So I walked out with a dummy launcher and the dummy launcher, if you've ever used a dummy launcher, it's got a a canvas type dummy that's wrapped. It's like a, I don't know, nylon thing that's wrapped around it. Um, It's got a cylinder inside of it made of steel uh, that slides over your little shaft of your launcher. You put your blank in, you fire it, and boom, launches a bumper. So it gives you a distance. Um, it adds some sound, some you know, gunfire-type sound. Um, so what I did was I set her in in the little dog hut. I walked out about 50 yards. Um, I launched that dummy. She's real high in the air, real nice lob, and it fell down. It fell down into an area that she's comfortable picking up dummies. I mean, she'd picked a lot of them up there before. It's just this time I launched it with a dummy launcher. No big deal. Didn't think it was a big deal at all. Um, now Cody is new back to us. Um, I trained her last year, uh, sent her home when she was about a, uh, about a year and a half. She turned two this weekend, had a little birthday party for her yesterday. Um, so I haven't had her back for five, six months now. And <clears throat> I did not use that dummy launcher with her before I sent her home. Um just decided I was going to use it now and whatever. So I did. Sent her out on it. Uh it was a long line, relatively long, 125 yards b- about. It was a mode trail. It ran right to it took her right to this area, a little bit of cover. She picked up lots of dummies before, lots of bumpers there before. Um center. She took the line really strong. She ran down and she just hunted and hunted and hunted and hunted. And I, I, I stopped her and gave her a hunt whistle. And we've been working on that little hunting area, try to pin her down, um, hold an area is what I'm trying to get her to do, get her into a spot and then hold her in that area. She hunted and hunted and hunted, couldn't find it. Turned, finally gave up, came back. And I was frustrated thinking, God, what a way to start this out, right? So I go down there. I can see it. I, I mean, it's green, and it's in green grass, but I can literally see it. So I get her back into that area. She was right in the area. So I get her into that area. Lost, lost, find it, find it, whistle, all this stuff, nothing, nothing, nothing. She, she's running over it. So I literally picked it up and teased her with it and threw it, and she, she ran up right over the top of it and kept hunting kept hunting and so i went what is the matter here you know and, and at that point it would have been very easy to be upset cuz i was, what's you know it, the amount of patience you need is 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 high right so i was i was frustrated so but i realized something is clearly wrong she knew it was there like she just didn't pick it up so i grabbed it i picked it up I put it in her mouth. I told her to hold. She's been hold conditioned. I put it in her mouth. I said, hold. I backed up three, four feet. I recalled her to me. She brought it to me. She delivered. I turned around. I pitched it. She sat solid. No it was steady. No break. I lined her. I sent her. She ran out. She picked it up. She turned around, brought it back to me, delivered it to hand, just like she had done it a million times before. So I brought her back to her little hut, I did that probably two or three times. I brought her back to her little hut, 125 yards away. I went back 50 yards from her. I took the dummy launcher, I shot it, exact same spot. I went back to her little hut, I lined her out, she ran right down to it, picked it up, brought it back to me. No problem whatsoever. So what, what was the issue? The issue was I changed a bumper. She had never picked that bumper up, it is different. It it looks different. It feels different. It's a different material. It's different shape. I just read about I just read about another guy. Um, I read a blog of his, uh, Barton Ramsey, uh, Southern Oak Kennels guy. I read a blog. He did some field trial thing. a, A lot of guys do trials. I don't do trials, but he was at a trial of some some type, and he had a dog that was freshly imported. I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was freshly imported. I think it had only been in the States for a couple weeks and he took it to a trial and he competed with it and they sent it out on a retrieve, um, really early on in this trial that he was in. And the dog ran to the area. Um, it was a marked retrieve. The dog ran right to the area, took a great line. Um, ran right over the, the dummy the, and and continued to hunt looking for something else clearly and so didn't pick it up didn't bring it back and he and he said his reasoning was it was a certain type of bumper that that dog had never seen before in the UK and it didn't it didn't know what to do with it and so you got to remember our dogs see stuff all the time out and about that aren't necessarily retrieves. And we don't want them picking up everything. We want them picking up certain things. So that I had read about that. I read that blog like, I don't know, Friday maybe? And this was Saturday that I was training her. So it really kind of was fresh in my mind and I went, man, it's that simple. It's simply just changing the bumper and it's similar, but it's not the same. And by just getting her used to it and getting her comfortable with it, not a problem. She just It just clicked. Now this guy's question, you know, he's got this five-year-old dog, and it and it, it clicked with him that he's putting constant tension on the lead, and so he made an adjustment. It seems to be working. Um, one of the things we we made in that video was some real sharp corrections. One of the things that we did with with Kyle, and I've been doing it with some of my dogs, uh, and it's been effective. And I it's just a little thing I picked up from another guy, uh, uh, a trainer, Mike Tallamy is his name. Um, but he takes, this, he takes this lead and he wraps it around the back of his legs, um, brings it back up to his right hip. So the dog's on the left-hand side, brings the lead around the back of his legs, brings it up to the right hip and holds it. I hold it on my bag in a certain spot. It's the perfect length. And so every time I walk, if the dog is too far ahead, I feel it on the back of my boot. Um, it's just a feel thing. But So we talked with Kyle about doing that. He started doing that. And then it's slowing down. It's all these things, all these little things that you can do um, to help get better heel work. And I do think heel work is is really critical. So this guy made an adjustment, seems to be working. The question though, is how does it work in an environment that's uncontrollable, i.e. distractions, dogs, cars, people? It won't. Uh, you, you have to understand that little changes, subtle little changes make humongous differences to dogs. So um, a lot of times, I get messages from people where their dog's doing something really well at the house or in the yard or in their backyard or wherever. And they pr- train there a lot and they've got, they mastered it and they get really well, they do really well there. Then they move and they go to a new location and the wheels fall off. And it's not because they don't understand it, it's because they don't understand it there. And so we just really have to get in this habit of recognizing and realizing. When there are little changes that happen, distractions are changes. The environment is a change. Um, if there's another dog, this guy's saying dogs. Well, he also said the environment is uncontrollable. I don't believe any any environment is uncontrollable. It's whether or not you maintain control in the environment. So you can take dogs to distracted areas. Uh, you better not take them off lead if they're not under a hundred percent control and they're they're not they're not. Able or capable of resisting that temptation, so it's incremental. It's you just have to you have to create these uncontrolled areas in a controlled way, very very small steps. So he brings up distractions that could be anything. I mean that could be kids, that could be rabbits, that could be all sorts of stuff. Dogs is clear. So working with dogs, I don't work young dogs in large groups and expect them to be able to focus. i may so i may my process might be get really good with the dog by itself and then take one of my older dogs like taylor maybe and bring her out and have her sit at remote uh remote sit at a distance and she can just observe because all she's going to do is lay down and watch she's not going to be a pest she's not going to create an issue she's not going to make noise and this little dog will have to work with me and focus on me instead of her and as he as that little dog gets better at that, I can get closer and closer and closer. Very, it's, it's, that's another dog, but I controlled the situation and I slowly get closer and closer to, um, adding more and more to the, to the temptation part of it, but maintaining that control. People in cars, cars is not something we want to experiment by. Like we don't go by cars until we know we've got a ton of control, um, with all other circumstances and all other surroundings in our situation, so it's it's just incremental. Um, a to Z doesn't work with a dog. A to B does. B to C does. C to D does. Eventually, you can get to Z. So, I, the point my point with that note was, and I'm I'm probably gonna write something about it, but the the smallest little changes can make humongous differences and make really dramatic impacts on your dog's success, ability to find success, and fail. And so next time you're doing something and the dog's not doing it well, struggling with it, remember this and kind of reverse engineer the situation and say, what what's, what's the reason? Instead of getting pissed off about it, I mean, I could have got pretty mad at Cody because she blatantly was not making a retrieve and that damn dog and all the frustration and the anger and everything could come out. And with her, um, if you're watching, if we got this YouTube series with her called Cody Go Back, you'll learn real quick that she's just a sensitive little thing. Uh, she's very, very sensitive. Um, she's, she, and, and it's not in a bad way. I, I don't mind it at all. But if you put her in the hands of someone with a, with a relatively um, short temper, Um, someone who, who likes to push their little dogs around, you won't get much out of her and you won't like her. Um, I'm not interested in pushing around a little dog. I would like to see how do we get them to do what we want with us, as opposed to me making them. I want to ask them and have them, have them do it with me. So, because once I recognize 99 or more percent of the time, when the dog doesn't succeed it's my fault and so ask yourself next time the dog doesn't succeed whose fault was it whose fault was it Uh, Ellie has made Ellie has made some 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 things recently where she's become I think it's just a matter of she's become too confident Uh, she's she's come to think she doesn't do much wrong and she's become very bold and I don't mind that because she's real easy to get back checked into place without I don't need to put a lot of pressure on her but she's become so confident and I've become so lax on my re- being real precise I've allowed her a little more freedom probably than what she can handle and so she makes assumptions in the field and I've complicated drills to the point where I don't have necessarily the ability to control it hundred percent too long of a distance too many things in between us physically too many things in between us mentally for the dog. Uh, That could be changing cover. That could be, you you can't see me through the brush. That could be all these different things. But I have realized I've pushed her to the point where we've gotten to some pretty challenging setups. Um, And because of that, and because of things were going so well up till this point, I just think she's made some assumptions and she doesn't think she does wrong. And And now I've gone back and I'm doing some very simple things um, and almost kind of tricking her a little bit, but simple setups, um, but doing things unorthodox, not the way we normally would do them to see if she is willing to listen to me and do the thing that doesn't seem like what's normal rather than doing what's normal and going through the motions. Um, An example is, a T. Imagine the letter T. So there's a fence in the back and she's sitting in the middle of that fence where the, so the the top of the T would be the fence and the line from the dog. The dog sits in the middle of it and I sit in line. So uh, with the dog. So we make the shape of a T. Me to the dog and then the cross left and right would be uh, the fence. I put a bumper on the right hand corner. I put a bumper in the left hand corner of the fence. It's a, it's a square fence. So in those two corners there's bumpers so a right hand cast would be 90 degree turn from me to her she'd run that that line fence pick that dummy left hand would be the other way so i take a dummy and i put one in each corner and i left them there for a while like during the session they've been there for a while we've been away from this area for a while we come back so there's really long memories um, she's done multiple things with and other dogs have done stuff so they're they're in she knows she knows there's bumpers there but does she remember I don't know if she does or not then I take a bumper and I throw it halfway between me and one of those corners so it's at like 45 degree angle so it's halfway and so she she knows the bumpers there and so I throw one to my left let's say And I give her a stop, whistle, hand up, left hand, and I'm going to send her out. I'm going to get her out to the left, and I want her to run to that corner. But she knows there's a bumper that I just threw it, and she'd have to come forward and left at a 45-degree angle to get it. But she doesn't, and she maybe doesn't remember that there's one in that corner. So I handle her to the left, and she comes running out to that bumper towards me at a 45 degree angle to pick that bumper. And I tell her, no, 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 And I put her back on the fence. She goes, what do you mean? It's right there. I know it's right there. I can see it, you just threw it. And I line her to the left again, and she does the same thing. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Put her back. And so f- now she's looking at me and her body language has changed. And she goes, boy, what do you want me to do here? Well, now we're going back to basics. When I give you a left-hand cast, you turn to the right, You you turn to that direction and you go 90 degrees and you turn and run. And so she did that and, and I used the fence as my guide and she ran the fence line and you could tell she's running the fence line going, it's not out here. And all of a sudden she sees it and goes, oh my God, it is here. So that's like this little wake up moment for her to say, instead of me assuming I know where it is every time, I should probably just follow what he says. When he says go left, it's 90 degrees. When he says go right, it's 90 degrees. When he says go back, it's 180 degrees, no matter what I think, where the bumper really is. And so those are all these things that, that's one thing that Ellie, um, we're just going backwards. We're just gonna take steps backwards and we're gonna go and we're gonna kind of fix these little things and then we'll go back into the field. And I bet you she'll be much crisper. Um, She'll be much sharper. She'll perform a lot better. So. that is That got off topic, but the point of this one was be aware of small, subtle changes that you do in your training that throw, can throw the dog off. And, and I'm not saying don't challenge the dogs, because I do think you have to. I think you got to challenge them to the point where they do make some mistakes. If they don't make mistakes, they're not going to learn anything. Um, so we have to challenge them, but we can't go so far challenging them that they're lost. You got to go just a little bit. It's like taking a little bite off of it, a little bite off of it, a little bite off of it. Don't try to eat the whole thing. Um, so that's it. That was number 23. 23. That was Michael Jordan for you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate your help. Um, we appreciate your support with this. Uh, do me a favor. If you would, um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you want to check out the... Um, go back Cody series or any of our other, I mean, we got a ton of stuff on our YouTube our Facebook our Instagram stuff. Um, it's all at dog bone hunter. Please check those out. Um, thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. We're going to continue to do these. Um, we're getting momentum and, uh, that's what we're after. So it's a process. It's just like training a dog growing. This is going to be just a slow process. So thanks again. And we will talk with you soon.